Okay, we're learning Dafim Zion in the new parak, and now we're going to be discussing the way that the Kohen Gadol did the Avoda of the Ketoret on Yom Kippur. So remember, he's right in the middle of dealing with the par. He's already shechted the par, and uh, before he does this rika of the par, he now gets involved with the um, with the Ketoret. And we've already discussed how he's taken some coals off the mizbeach, the outer mizbeach. He's prepared the coals; uh, they're being held by somebody. In the meantime, when he goes now to get the actual katars, to get the spices themselves. So the Mishnah says, They bring him out to use a ladle and a shovel. Rashi says they bring them out. They used to have a shower of the kalim. And they uh, we're going to see what he does with both a ladle and a shovel now. So what happens? First he scoops up with his two hands, the, the, the amount that, fill, that, that fills his two hands, and he puts the, the katoris is held, held inside of that, but not on the and then he transfers them into the ladle. So he's cupping his hands together, and he's trying to he's trying to hold as much katoris as he can possibly hold inside of his hands. And now he's transferring after he does that, after he does the chafina, the chafina is where he's filling his hands with the katoris. Now he's transferring it into the ladle. Agadol figadol, big coin gadol was according to his size. Agadol figadol, small coin gadol according to his smaller size. So meaning, however much fit in each coin gadol's in each coin gadol's hands, malochafnav, that's how much katoris there was. However much fit inside of their two hands. And this was its mida. This was its measure. So that's a very particular peculiar line. We'll see in the Gemara what that line in the mission is coming to say. Now, he takes the shovel of the coals in his right hand. Remember, he's already shoveled out the coal. So now he's going to carry, go to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he's going to carry the, the, the shovel of coals in his right hand, the the small, and the ladle that's holding the Torah spices in his left hand. So basically, to summarize, he's going to, he, he does the Maisa Hafina to scoop up the two hands worth of katorats in his two hands. He then transfers it into a ladle. He carries the ladle in his left hand and the coals, the shovel of coals in his right hand, and he goes to the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So the Gemara says, what do we mean the Gemara starts off, what do we mean that we take off a machta? Machta, idea of a shovel, we already learned about it. We already said previously, in the previous Mishnah, that he took the shovel, went to the top of the Zech, and scooped out some coals and came down. So he already, used the, he already used the shovel to get the coals. So why is the Mishnah saying now they took out a ladle and a shovel? They already, he already used the shovel. So the Mishnah should just say that he, they took out a ladle for him. So the Gemara explains that there's two different shovels here. Also, there in the previous mission, we're talking about the shovel that he would use for the coals. And you're right, that's already been done. But here we're talking about a shovel which was used for the Ketoras. Meaning, they would bring him, they would bring him a shovel full of Ketoras and he would scoop his hands out from the shovel. Meaning, obviously, the Ketoras has to be held in something or else it would just fall over the place. So they would bring him a shovel full, a machta full of Ketoras. He does the chafina from it and then he transfers... His, what's in his hand into a kaf, and then he goes back and takes the shovel of the coals in his right hand. The Danya, as we say here in the bride, so it's yellow kaf, rekom, let's go to the bring out an empty ladle from the, from the chamber that held all the kalim. And they brought, back, they brought out a shovel, not an empty shovel, a shovel which was full of ketores from the base of Tinas, where they, remember they were the family who prepared the, the ketores, and he's going to do the chafina from the shovel that's holding all the ketores. All right. So now we analyze, what did the Mishnah say? That he does the chafina with his hands, two cupped hands, but then he's transferring it into the ladle. So the Gemara says, what's going on here? Why is he taking the Torah, transferring it out of his hands and putting it into a kaf? Doesn't the Torah say that you put it in your hands? Right? It says that he should take 
which is the, the two hands full of katarets, behave and bring it inside. That's what Hashem said. So the Gemara's question is, the din is not to use a kli. Maybe the kli is totally unnecessary. The din is to scoop out with the katarets in the two hands and then bring that katarets that you're holding in the two hands into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Why the chalal are we putting, transferring it into a ladle? So the Gemara explains, Mishim to Afshar, if you're right, the Torah doesn't say to use a ladle. But it's impossible to, do, to, bring, to bring the katarets inside without a ladle. Why is that? Hey, how are you going to do the issue is that you have to bring two things. You have to bring the coals, which are in the shovel, and you also have to bring the two, the two, the two hands worth of katarus. So how are you going to bring both? If you suggest that you bring one at a time, first you go bring one, and then you come back and bring the other. But the Torah implies that you should only bring in one time and not bring in two times. The Lashon of the Pasuk is that you take both things. You take the malam lachlagachleyesh. You take the shovel full of the coals, and you take the malochafnov, of the Ketoros Amim, the hands worth of the Ketoros, and then you go inside. So it's Mashma and the Pasuk that there's only one entry. There's not a double entry. So how are you going to bring both in at the same time? Maybe you'll say that, maybe you'll say that what they do is they, he, 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 he scoops out the Ketoros, and then some another coin would like carefully put the shovel full of coals right on top of, his, of, of the Ketoros, and he'll walk in with both, meaning he's going with his cupped hands, He's holding the Torahs, and the shovel full of coals is going to be resting, obviously delicately balanced on top of the Torahs. Maybe that's what he does. Problem is, when he gets inside the Kodesh Kedoshim, how exactly is he going to do this? Meaning, what do you do inside? You get once, what are you going to do once you get inside? What's the game plan here? You need to pour the Torahs over the coals, right? Now he comes into the Torahs. He's, he's holding two two hands full of Torahs and a shovel full of coals on top, resting on top. How is he going to do this avoda and transfer the ketores onto the coals? Maybe he'll, maybe he'll suggest that he'll do something like this. He'll take the shovel in his teeth and somehow delicately put it down on the ground. And then he'll pour the ketores that is filling up his two hands onto it. He's going to use his teeth to take the, the, the shovel full of coals off. The Gemara says, come on, that's disrespectful. If you're in front of a regular king, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't serve the king instead of using your hands. You use your teeth to move something around. So, all the more so that that's disrespectful of a way to do that vodah in front of Hashem. So now it's impossible. He's got the two cup dance of Ketaris and he's got the and he's got the shovel full of coals. He has to bring them both in at the same time. And he's got to figure out a way once he gets inside to pour the uh, the Ketaris over the coals. The Gemara therefore concludes, there is no possible way for him to do this. Since it's impossible for him to do it, we say the Torah must want us to do it the way we find by the Nesim. Meaning the Torah, even though it never says to do it, but the Torah must be expecting the Kohen Gadol to transfer the two cupped hands of Ketores into a calf, and then take the calf in his left hand and the shovel full of coals in the right hand. So it's a fascinating thing. The Pshuta Shomikra implies that the Kohen Gadol is entering with his two cup full of Ketores, hands full of Ketores, but we say the reality is that it can't be that way. And since it cannot be that way, we interpret that really he's transferring the Ketores into the Kaf, and then he's carrying the Kaf in his left hand and the Machta in his right hand. And once he gets into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, then, then we'll see exactly what he does. But now, at least we understand how he got, how he got in. All right. So but what way does he carry? Not those Machta, the is small. He carries the shovel in his right hand with the coals and the ladle with the Ketores in the left hand. So the Gemara is an interesting question that's based off an expression. Yitziva Ba'ara, the guy, the regular citizen, is down on the ground. The Giora, the convert, the outsider, he's sitting up in the high heavens. Meaning, what's bothering us? What's more chashev, the Ketores or the coals? The Ketores is more chashev. The coals, right? You burn it on the coals, but obviously the spices themselves are, the, are, the, are more significant. 
So why are you carrying the spices in your left hand and the coals in your right hand? It should be the opposite. So my answer is the reason is it's very practical. This amount of the shovel of coals is more than the amount of the of the Ketaris. Remember the shovel had three cob of coals, that's what we learned. And the ladle has however much fit inside of his hands, but usually it weighed, uh, usually it weighed less. So since it's difficult for him to carry the coal, so we want to make sure that it's in his right hand. Even if you're going to have a Kohen with very big hands, and it comes out that they're both equal, so we're not going to make an exception. Like in the story with Rabbi Shmuel Kimchas, where the ladle was more, um, and the ladle was more than the shovel, he still did it that way, even if it was, even if it was equal, or even if it was a case where the ladle actually held more than the shovel, like this, we're going to see this guy was like a monster calling all the really large hands, we still are going to keep it that way with the guitars on the left, because as the coals are hot, whereas the guitars are left. So you want to use the, in the dexterity here, you want to have the, the stronger hand, the right hand is going to be holding the hotter coals. All right, so practical as far as. So now we learn about who is this Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchus with these huge hands, where his... His amount of ketores was larger than the amount of coals. He used to be able to scoop up four coven of ketores into his hands. But Omer, he said, All of the women got zared. But my mother's zared was like on the top. It was higher than all of them. It was up on the roof. So what in the world is this zared thing? So the Gemara clarifies. Some people say he's talking about a diet. He's talking about a certain type of uh, dish called arson is good for a person who's sick. So there's different types of wheat products here. So zarit is made from kernels. Arson also made from kernels. It depends how much they're ground. And they're very good for, for sick women and certainly for pregnant women. So the point here of Yishmael is saying is that the reason he was so large is because the quality of the arson that his mother ate when she was pregnant, was better than the quality that most pregnant women eat. That's, that, that's what Rishma was referring to. Ikadami, another shot, Shikhva Zara. He was saying with the Zara that he was formed from a better type of Zara. Rami. We have a question here in the Psukim. It says in the one thing Vatazrini Khaila Muhammad that Vatazrini Vatazrini to like Gur, like he's saying that Hashem, you made me very strong for battle, it's spelled without an Allah. Vatazrini is spelled without an Allah. Another Pasuk says, and this is a Pasuk in Tehillim, Vatazrini Chayel Muhammad. David seems to be just saying the same thing, but here when he, when, he spelled, when he spells it, he spells it with an Allah. So what's the difference? How come sometimes Vatazrini is spelled with a Zion, like, which has the Lashon of Zara, like winnowing, like Zorea, you know, on Shabbos? And one is Vata, like Azar, is like to Gur, to give extra strength. Well, which one is it? So, you give me two things. You winnow me and then you go to me with extra strength. So the idea of winnowing is that there's so much from the Zara that there's only a tiny amount that actually is, um, is actually going to fertilize the egg. So Hashem was like winnowed the seed to make the, only the best, most pristine thing to, to the choicest part, to make Davon HaMelech, and then he gave him extra strength because of that. So that's what we're saying here as well, that the mother of Shlomo Gilfos had the best Zara that, that impregnated her. Says the Gemara's story. There's once I'm Kipper. Remember, he's the Kohen Gadol, and there was an Arab that was speaking to him. It's very interesting. He left the base of Mikdash. A little break between two avodas. There was some very important thing that came up. Gemara doesn't tell us what it is, but he went left the base of Mikdash in the middle on Yom Kippur to go speak to an Arab outside in the market. There was a little bit of saliva that came out of the Arab's mouth that came under Rishmael's um, Godim that makes him tummy because Chazal goes him into Rabbanon 
that the, the saliva, that all the saliva of Gaim has been tamed like a zav. So, so, so he couldn't be tamed. He couldn't do the avodah anymore. So he needed another brother, Yeshivav, who took his place and finished the avodah. At that time, I guess he was the skan, and he took over for his brother. So come out that the mother, this Kimchis mother, she saw two of her sons serve on the same day. It was like a very special thing. Another story, he went out of the base of Mikdash and Kippur and spoke with an Adon, some minister, and spoke with him in the market. And again, the same thing happened. All saliva came out of the guy's mouth on Rabbi Shmuel's garments. His brother Yosef came in and he, was, and he served his Kohen Gadol instead. His mother saw two of her sons serve his Kohen Gadol. So different ideas of the story here, but the point is, that she had big schlussim, this woman. She actually had seven sons. They all were, they all were Kohen uh, Gedolim. What, what, what do you have that you have such merits that this happened? The beams of my house never saw the braids of my hair. Meaning to say that even though a woman doesn't have to cover her hair inside of a home, in the privacy of her home, but it's an extra, she was extra careful with it and that's why she merited all this. So Amrullah, they said, there was many other women who did this. They didn't have the schlussim that you have. They didn't, you know, we don't see this, this school of working with other women. It must be that you're hiding some other schlussim, but it's not just this. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the Khafina, understand a little bit better the Avodah, the Khafina, very rare, unique Avodah, only in Yom Kippur, where the Kohen is scooping out the Ketores. But in order to understand this, we're going to have to learn, we're going to learn a lot from Kimitza, with a, with a Mincha, a flower offering, where the Kohen scoops out a little bit with his fingers. So we're going to, we're going to first learn a little bit about that. So Tanar Abadam Bik Kum says you take a little bit out with the Komets. So what does that mean? You can't make a measure for the Komets and use it. You have to use it literally with your hand. Meaning, a person would think, maybe you only have to take a Komets full. It's not important that you actually use your fingers to trap the flower and, and, and take it out. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe you just measure how much would fit inside your fingers, and then you can use a Kli to, to scoop it out of the flower. And we're saying, no, it's not like that. It has to be done. The Maisavoda with the Mincha has to be done with that. Remember, the Kmitza is always like the parallel to the Shechita. That's what it is. And then you take the Kmitza, you put it in a Kli, that's like uh, Kabbalah, then you move it over and you burn it on the Mizbeach, that's the equivalent of Zerik. So there's a din, you have to use your fingers itself. So, we know that's Alacha, by Kmitza, what about by the Chafina, on Yom Kippur? Again, the Kohen Gadol is supposed to be taking two, his, his cupped hands and, 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 and taking, taking the spices. Could he just measure how much would fit in and then take it with a Kli? Or do we say there's a din, he has to actually use his hands to take it out? Do we say, over there by the Kamitza, it says that extra word, so. so that tells us that he cannot use a Kli. Regarding the Chafina, it doesn't say, it doesn't say that word, it doesn't say he should take with his Chafnav. What does it say? It says he should take his cup, hands full of Ketores. So maybe it's just, a, it's just the point is just that you have a, a, a cup, hands full, not that you're actually using your hands to take it. Lo, maybe there's no restriction against taking with a Kli. Maybe we have Xer Shava of the word Malo. Just as over here it says Malo uh, Kumso, and over here it says Malo Chafnav. So we say that just as over there, you need to do an actual Maisa Kamitza. Here you need to do an actual Maisa Chafina. And if you think about what the Gemara wants to know, it's very fundamental. We really want to know is there a real Dinavoda here that's taking place in the Maisa Chafina or Bechla or not? The point is just this is the amount of Ketores that you take. The Avoda is really all about the, the burning. And that's a fascinating question that we're thinking about. The, I said a kmitza, kmitza, kmitza. In other words, by kmitza, by carbon, 
Kaya you do the Kamitza, and then, again, you put in a Kli, Kiddush Kli, that's like Kabbalah, and you take it and you burn it. Here, we're using the Ketairas. So the Gemara is trying to figure out, we have this random thing, the Torah says he takes Moloch Hafna. Is that just all Hefshah? You just take Moloch Hafna, and you go do that Vodah. That Vodah is burning the Ketairas. Like, for example, the regular Ketairas, and every day, there's no a pre-Avodah besides, you burn it, that's the whole Avodah. You take the coals, all that, that's just preliminary. But here the Gemara wants to know when the Torah is saying, maybe there's a dina of Maisa Avodah and the Chafina itself, and you wouldn't use a Kli. So the Gemara says, Tashma, what did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah said, after the fact that the Mishnah mentioned that whoever, what size hands the coin Gadol has, that's what you use. So the Mishnah then emphasized, and this was the Midah. So what is the Mishnah coming to say? My love, Pashas, the Mishnah is coming to say, by the way, he doesn't have to use his hands. The point is, however much would fit in his hands, that's what he should use. He doesn't actually have to use his hands to, to, to take it out. This is the Midah, meaning this is the measure. If you want to use a Kli, use a Kli. So the Mishnah is addressing and telling us that there's no din of using your hands for the Maizah Chafina. So the Mishnah says, look, that's not what the Mishnah means. It means that once you get inside the Kodesh HaKadosh, remember, we learned that he takes the Kaf in his left hand, the Machta in his right hand, gets to the Kodesh HaKadosh, and what does he do? So obviously he has to pour the Ketoros over the coals. But just does he just pour straight from the ladle onto the coals? Or maybe there's a din inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he has to do a Chafina again. So in other words, he takes, he, he pours the, the, the contents of the ladle into his two cupped hands, and then, when they're in his two cupped hands, then he pours it over the shovel. Is there a, there's a din to, 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 do, to do inside, so this is the meaning that he's going to do the chafina on again. So the Gemara says, well, wait a second, that's a dangerous defense, because is that really true, that you fill up your hands outside, originally, and then you fill it out, and then you put in the ladle, and when you get inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim, you have to put in your cupped hands again? That's not so posture. It's a machlokas inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim. One opinion says, you could just pour directly from the ladle onto the coals. So what, you're going to see that the Mishnah is saying otherwise? So the Gemara says, no, the truth is, maybe the Mishnah means you could make a midah. Meaning, you're right. The Mishnah means one of two things. Either it means you don't have to do the Maisa Chafina, or if you have to make a Maisa Chafina, then it means inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim you have to make a second one. We're not sure which one is right. So over here, we'll give that defense, and later on, we'll learn that it's Machlok, because we do not have the Maisa Chafina inside. But you're right, one of the two is Muchach. Either he, either he could use a Kli originally, that's what Kachai Midasa means, or it means that he doesn't know Maisa Chafina inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim. You're right, one of the two. You can't have both. It can't be that the Mishnah... You, 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 he's, it cannot be that, that, that he does a Maisa Chafina outside without a Kli, and then also he must do another Maisa Chafina inside. One of the two is not true. Or we could give another answer. You know what the Mishnah meant? It just meant that the shear of, of his two cupped hands is ma'akif. He can't have it a little bit less, he can't have it a little bit more. It's absolutely ma'akif that that's how much he takes. But we're not getting into whether he uses a hands, whether he uses a midah, we're not getting into that. So we still, we leave with that question unresolved. Okay, that goes unresolved. How the chafina is done? Is it done dafka with his hands or is it done with the kli? And the other question when he gets inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim, does he do another chafina? Says the Gemara, Tan Rabbanon. Again, here we're talking about Mincha. We're going back to Mincha first. I would say that the coma should be overflowing, meaning that you take the fingers first, but I would say that the flower should stick out of the fingers. Only inside the coma. Meaning a regular posture of coma, it's only what fits inside the, coma, the, the fingers. I would say that maybe Kamitza could be done just with the tips of the finger. Meaning just close the fingertips over the, over the bottom of the, of the fingers and get a little bit, as opposed to getting it over the whole palm. Uh, so you could just get a little bit in your fingertips, maybe that's enough. The full amount of the comads. 
And therefore the Gemara says, This means that you do the, you scoop the comets the way a person would scoop it. What does that mean? You close your three middle fingers over the palm of your hand and you scoop whatever they possibly can hold. We're going to talk about how you do this exactly on Muhammad Bay's, but the point of Muhammad Inchi is that you pull your hand like this in a vertical way, open palm, vertical like this, and then you're going to, you put your fingers, wrap them down over the whole palm, not just the tips of the fingers, but over the whole palm, and then you close. So that's the way, because you get a full thing. All right, you make the kamitza, and then this is where things get tricky. Top of the Ahmed Beis, well, machs, when a flower, there's different types of mincha. There's mincha solas. When you're dealing with mincha solas, the mincha, the kamitza is done on fine flour. So it's pretty simple to do it, because whatever excess will be there will just fall off, not so hard. But machs, marchesh is already baked. They're fried, right? Deep fried, thin fried, but they're already baked. So the kamitza is done once it's already like a, like a, a pie. And you have to get only exactly what fills into the fingers, exactly how much of it fills, but no, no excess. So that's very difficult. How are you going to do that? So, you have, to, you have to smooth it out. Meaning you get in your three middle fingers, and then anything that's sticking out, this is the hard part, it's not so easy. You can practice this. You have to cut off, but without cutting off anything that's inside. I'm using my left hand. I use my left hand. Right hand. You've got to go like this. And scrape off anything that's, that's extra. That's not an easy avoda. Says the Gemara, Vizuhi avoda kashra shabimikdash. It was the hardest thing to perform. It was very hard to, to, to cut. And when you, when you have this pie like substance, right? This machos machashes, which are already cooked and baked. And now you have to do the kmitzah from them and, and make sure that it fills fully the three fingers worth. But at the same time, not stick out at all. And you have to use your two extra fingers to do that. That's challenging. So the Gemara says, Zuhi, too low there, but nothing else is hard. But you Malika. Malika is described as being really hard. There's different reasons why. Malika might be hard. Somebody showed him described that it's very painful. Stick the finger now right through the heel of the bird. Other, other, other we showed him say that it's hard because you have to hold it in your right hand and do the kmitza with your thumb and hold down its feathers. It's very hard to balance all that. And Malika Chafina, what about the Chafina? We're going to talk about the Chafina was very hard. The Chafina, we're talking about inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim, to get all the contents of the ladle back into your hands and not spill even a drop is very hard. We'll talk about that more coming up. At any rate, we see that there are other things that are described as being hard. So why are we saying that the only hard thing in the Beis HaMikdash is the Kemitzah from Amachvas and Marcheshes? We see that there are other avodas that are described as being hard. So the Mar says, Elezuhi me avodas kalshus Mikdash. That it's from the hardest things to do. You're right, there are, there are other hard things also. But these are, this avodah of the Kemitzah from Amachvas and Marcheshes is from the hard things. But in Hanami, Malika is hard as well, and Chafina is also hard. Okay, so now we have a shy love about Kamitza. What about that? What's, what, what, what is the parts of the flower that are between the fingers? So meaning you're closing your three fingers. Nothing's going to stick out. Fine, very good. It's full fingers. But what about the part that's between your fingers, between the three fingers? So Amra Papa, Papa clarifies the shy Let's Let's break it down. That which is invisible towards the inside of the hand, you don't have a shalav. Are they comets? That's definitely considered part of the comets. If you could see inside the hand, even if it's trapped between the gaps, between the fingers, if it's visible from the inside, it's definitely part of the comets. If it's visible only on the outside of the hand, you would see it only if you're looking at the outside. It's also not a shalav. That's not part of the comets. That's part of shiraim. Shiraim is the opposite of comets. Comets is the part that's burned on the mizbeach. Shiraim are the remnants, the part that are, are remaining afterwards. That's for sure. The parts that are only visible from the outside are definitely not part of the comets. Kiti bailach, where is the shalav? It's actually mamish stuck between the flesh of the fingers. So it's not visible on either side. 
In other words, after you scrape off what's visible from the inside, you put that with the comets. After you scrape off what's visible from the outside, you put that with the shirayim. Then there's still going to be a little bit of flour, which is stuck, mamish, in between the flesh of the fingers. You can't see it from either side. So my, what's its status? Is it the koimet or is it the shirayim? So Amar Biyokhan, on other parts of and Uzzah, after he mamish, he himself asked the question. He said, right here. It, it has a din of a suffix. Meaning, not that he doesn't know. That, that was his original question, right? The Ritva speaks this out. He originally asked. He didn't know what it was. Now what's he answering? We don't know. And that was your question. You wanted to know. Terence says, no. He's resolving that it has a din of a be'etzim type of suffix. The Ritva is medame to be'nash mushrooms. Be'nash mushrooms have properties of day and night. We're not sure exactly what moment transfers day and night. But it's an entity that has properties of both. So what's stuck between the, what's stuck between the, the fingers as properties of being the comets and properties of being the chirayim. We're not sure exactly what is the precise the part of the finger where we say that's part of the shrine, that's part of the comets. So every time you do a mincha, and this is what's fascinating here, you're going to have a suffix. A part of it is the comets, a part of it is the shrine. So what are you going to do practically? Are you going to burn it or you're not going to burn it? First, you burn just the part that you know for sure is the comets. And then after you burn that, you burn them as bad, that, the part that was trapped between the fingers. Why? You do it misafik, that maybe that part was also part of the comets. If you're going to burn the part that was trapped between the fingers first, maybe it was really shirayim. So then it comes out, if they were burned before the comets, then the shirayim, part of it went missing between the kmitzah and the aktara. We learned in Mesechus Menachos, Shirayim Shachasru in Kmitzah Aktara. Mike, you know what was a Komet? Rabbi Yochanan's opinion is Shirayim Shachasru invalidate the Kmitzah. It's a fascinating thing. So you're doing the Kmitzah, now you have the Shirayim. If Rabbi Yochanan Chita is that if there's any part of the, of the, uh, of the Shirayim, which are Chasr, which go missing or go burned or destroyed before the Komet is burned, the Kmitzah cannot be performed. You know what it might remind you of? Remind you of the concept of an Imam Basar Dam, that by a carbon, by an animal, if, they, if you don't have the basar intact, then Rabbi Shua Shita is that the Zerika can't, can't achieve kapar. This is a similar concept. It's a little bit different. Here it's a dinu chaser. I mean, that's based upon psukim in Mesachas Menachas. But Rabbi Yochanan Shita is that it has to be fully intact. The shirayim has to be fully intact. So here you have a suffix. If what's between the fingers is shirayim or komets, if you would burn them first on the mizbeach, on the tzad they were shirayim, then you just made the shirayim go chaser before the kmitzah. Now the kmitzah, when you burn, won't be good. So what you have to do is burn the kmitzah first. After you burn the kmitzah, then you add what was between your fingers and put it on the mizbeach. Frek the Gemara, that's a big problem. Ihachi, that's what your game plan is. Hashanami. Now also there's a problem. Even if you burn it after the comets, it's not so simple. Ikrikan. We have a very interesting lav in the base of Mikdash. The lav is, whatever is a shirayim is not allowed to be burned. It's not... Not, there's no simple Pshuto Shemikar which says this. There's a Pasuk that says, don't burn on the Mizbeach. But we make a drasha of anything that's Mimenu, anything that's left over, that has a din from Shirayim, is not allowed to be Ishal Hashem. It's not allowed to be burned on the Mizbeach. So let's say I burn a Kometz on the Mizbeach. There's a din now, the Shirayim, I'm supposed to be on him. If you take those Shirayim and burn them on the Mizbeach, you're doing a lav. It's also to do such a thing. If you take basar from a carbon that's supposed to go to Kohanim and you burn it on the Mizbeach instead, that's a lav in the Torah. Even though it's not Pshuto Shomikra, but the Gemar Darshan's it up in Misachas Menachos, so Satir Mimenu Yishel Hashem. Whatever is Mimenu cannot be burned to Yishel Hashem. So the Gemara is saying, if you have what's trapped between the fingers and you're not sure if it's Shirayim or Kometz, so you made a whole stink about, how the, about the fact that you've got to burn it after the Kometz, it won't be Shirayim Shachasr. Great, fine. But you're not allowed to burn it after the Kometz either, because it might be Shirayim. 
And on the tzad that it's shirayim, there's an iser to burn it. But on the other hand, you're trapped because it might be komet and you need to burn it. So what are you going to do? So the Gemara answers, Amar, and again, it's not a coincidental issue. Every single time at this point in the Gemara, in the Shakratai, every single time you're going to do a kmitah, presumably there's going to be flour that gets trapped between the fingers. You're going to have the suffix. This is a real fundamental issue. So the Gemara says, Amar, you you're mocked to them, but you're going to be burning them. L'shem, that on the tzad, it's not komets. Your intent is that they're stam to be firewood, like to add fuel to the fire. Not l'shem to make a haktara on it, but l'shem, like the das, it's just that it should become like the firewood. And mecha tasty, that's mutter. We see this because this iser of burning parts of the mizbech that aren't meant to be burned is only when the das is to make a haktara on it. It's very fast. It's based upon a drasha, Rabbi Lazar's din. Rabbi Lazar is limiting. It's saying, he's saying a big leniency that the iser in the Torah to burn shirayim is only when you're doing it ladas the haktara. If you're just saying that it should be for the sake of the firewood, it's so like stam to be fuel, that's not a problem. So here you put up the, the, the little flower that was between your, 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 your fingers, and you're like basically having a conditional intent. You're saying, if this is komatz, I want to make a haktara. And if it's not, if it's shirayim, then I want it to stam be l'shemetzim. Now, Rabbi Lazar, not everybody agrees to Rabbi Lazar. The, the context of Rabbi Lazar is that we got, we got imurim from Bali Mumin that got mixed up with other, with other imurim. So the Tanakhama says you can't burn any of them because you're not allowed to burn the, the, the imurim. You're not allowed to burn the imurim on the Mizbah that are Bali Mumin. Rabbi Lazar says, no, it's not a problem. You know why? You just say that if they're the Bali Mumin ones, then, then you're being modeled on the Shem Eitzim. The Rabbanon don't agree. So the Gemara asks, The Rabbanon don't hold that. Rabbanon hold, if there's something you're not allowed to burn on the Mizbech, you can't burn it. It doesn't help if you think that you're doing it with shame firewood. So so do here. What are you going to say? So You got to get fat on him. Why? What if fat on him help? The fingers are very fat. There's nothing that gets stuck between the fingers. Fascinating stuff, huh? We got to make sure that only fat on him do the kmitzah. Even Rabbi Lazar, you should do it that way. Because even though you're right, if you have it, it'll be a suffix. You won't know what to do. You couldn't make the conditional stipulation, so on and so forth. But why not just avoid the whole issue and use fat on him whose fingers are fat and there will be no flower trapped between the fingers. Okay? All right. Seems a little, especially not a little discriminatory, huh? We need a fat coin. This was all by Kmitzah. So now we could take it over to Chafin on Yom Kippur. What's Alacha? I remember the coin is saying, the coin God is taking his two cupped hands of Ketoros on Yom Kippur. That which gets trapped between, between his hands when he, when he scoops it up. What's between his fingers and hands is that, is that have a din of Ketoros that should be burned or not? So the Gemara says, My coming by. What's the Shiloh? The Shaila is, if we learn the Xerosh Shava, right? By the Kmitzah, we have a din, specifically, and not the excess. So we want to know if Chafina of Malo has the same din like that over here. Says That was a question we already had in the Amad Aleph. Remember on the Amad Aleph, we had that question? We had a question of Malo Malo, could you use a Kli? We wanted to know, could you use a Kli to scoop out the Ketaris, or is there a din? You have to use your hands. Do we learn from Kometz or do we not? So that's essentially the same question. If you learn Malo Malo and you have to dock use your hands, then there's also going to be a din that it can't be anything extra that's sticking out from, the, from, from, from between the fingers. If you don't learn Malo Malo and you could use a cleave for the Chafina, then there could be something sticking out from the fingers. So 
You're not asking us a new question. That's what the Gemara's point is. The Gemara likes the question, but the Gemara doesn't think it's a new question. That's what's bothering us. So the Gemara says, Rapapa this is who wants to know. Really, we don't learn things here, Shabbat. But we have a question, Stam, Mitzad, the Etzem Shuto Shomikri here. It says in the Pasuk, Malo Chafnava, he be in on his cupped hands and bring, which is Mashma, that whatever is in his hands, whatever is bringing his hands is good. So even that which between his hands is good, you would burn it. Odomar, maybe. We need it to be that you should take and then bring. Meaning, Rashi explains, but that what's master is that what, this is what you intend to take. That, that, that which gets trapped between your hands and fingers is not part of your intention. Meaning the Pasuk is mashma that only what you're intending to take is what you burn. So you don't have that. You're not, you're not trying to take more than you need. So the Gemara therefore says, take who. So it sounds like from the Gemara, it's not a Shailah Malam Malam. Really, we don't Malam Malam according to our Papa. But the Shailah is maybe beside the Pshuto Shomikra. We want to know, is whatever ends up inside of your cuffed hands that you burn, or is it a din, whatever you take to, deliberately, intentionally to put into your hands, that which you end up burning. All right. Now, really, we need some visual demonstrations for the next Gemara. I'm not so good at this stuff, but we'll try to, we'll try to read through it. Says the Gemara, Ba'amara Papa. Pshitali, it's obvious to me regarding the, the, the we're going back to, first to the comments. The full comments is the way you should scoop is the way people did. Rashi describes it again. You put your hand in, you hold it by, on its side, like straight up, vertical. And then you close the fingers around the whole open palm and you grab and you, and, and, and you close the whole thing. That's the way it should be done. Let's say you just use the fingertips. What's, what do you do? So here you're just, putting, you're just putting your open hand over the flower. And then a little bit, you're going to push the tips of your fingers through it. And you'll close it over it. So it will fill it. But you're not, that's not, that's not That's Esposov versus the putting it in. The regular way would be you put in your palm like hold vertically. And then you close around it with the fingers going, the fingers going down. Here what you're doing is just putting your open palm onto the flower and then filling it in that way. And that's what the Gemara wants to know. Is that is invalid or is that a Maisa Kamitsa or not? And again, the Shailah, earlier we had Rashi Esposov to mean something else. Rashi Esposov meant that you weren't filling your fingers completely. Here the Gemara means even if you do fill your fingers completely. But the point is, you're not do, that's not the most normal method of doing the Maisa. The most normal method of doing the Maisa is to hold your hand vertical and then put all the fingers closed against the palm like that. But if I'm holding my open palm against the flower and I, then I use the fingers to go like this, maybe that's not the normal way of doing the mice and it's not a valid uh, avoda. Milmata lamala. What if you scoop it from the bottom up? So this is, Rashi seems to say you're putting the back of your hand on the flower and then, and then the fingertips are going, you're going down. So you put your back of your hand in and then you're going like, put your hand down like that and close it up. So maybe that's no good. Or what if you scoop it from the side? So again, you're doing the same thing. The back of the hand is on the flower. But uh, in this case, you're pushing the hand, the back of the hand down until there's some parts that come into the finger. So these are all three different shilas that Rapapa has about abnormal mysos, an abnormal way of getting the flower into your fingertips. And that's what the Gemara wants to know. What's Kamitsa? Is Kamitsa dafka have to be the normal mysa or not? And it's more, we definitely know that it's about the Misa, and it's not just a way of getting it into your hands, because we, we learned, Shalitin Mida. It has to be Dafka that you're using your fingers. But the Gemara is clearing, is there specific ways? And the Gemara ends off Teku. Now, where Papa has the same Shailas here in front of us by Chafina on, on Yom Kippur. Amar Papa, is the way people normally would do it. So what's the way normally you would get two, if you had to get your, your two hands full of Ketores, what would you do? So it sounds like, again, it would go side. Right, put your hands, the palms are going to face down. Take them on the side and go like this. 
That would be the normal way. Uh, but the Shaila, the Shaila we have, that we have, what if, I'm sorry, I skipped one. What if you did it from the tips of your fingers? What would, what would, what would the case be? Again, you're putting just like a, the open palm down into it. Putting the back, the back of, the, of, the, of the hand down into it and then it rises into it. What would the halacha be? If you did it in that same way, just you push the back of the hand down. What would the halacha be? And then one more question. Let's say you don't scoop up the two hands together. In other words, the normal way is that you put your two hands and in one motion, you're lowering them in together. Put it, bring them together. What if I first do a chafin on one hand, scoop up whatever foots in my right hand, then I do a chafin on whatever foots in my left hand, and then I bring them close to each other. Is that valid? Or is the chafin have to be the two hands are, 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 mixing, are mixing together? So that's the question that we have, and the Gemara does not answer this question. The Gemara says, take. So at the end of the day, the assumption, though, and this is an important thing, Rapapa seems to be assuming that you need a Maisa Chafina. Rapapa's question of if you do the Chafina normally or abnormally, Lechaira doesn't work according to the Tzad of the Gemara that you could just use a Kli. If you could just use a Kli, then obviously there's not going to be specific, all these rigid questions if you do it. On the Tzad that we learned Malone Malone, there's a din to use the, 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 the hands to do the Chafina. Here the Gemara wants to know if it has to be done in the normal way or not.